Blog Talk Radio. This is the year of the soldier. This is, you know, stand up or, or fall back. You know, I don't really have time to be worried about whether you fuck with me or whether you don't. You know, I, I own a brand called Zero Fucks. Like, do you think that I give a fuck whether you fuck with me or not? I fuck with you. We have a million other things that we could be talking about, we could be doing it right now. I think that my duty is to other human beings. You don't gotta fuck with me, I fuck with me. You know what I'm saying? These people that buy my brand, they fucks with me. You think that I see because if you're in such pain that you see, you, you think that everybody sees how much in pain you are. Because I'm, I'm coming out a little bit stronger this year. Like, I'm guillotining everybody. People that are coming to me to help, healing, they don't that. They literally get right here. All right, y'all, I am here, and I know it's a little late, so we are actually edging into Wild Wednesday. So technically, it's Tell the Truth Tuesday, uh, April 10th. So no, yeah, it'd be April 9th, 2019, but technically it's April 10th because we're into the wee hours in the morning. Y'all should know by now that I'm a, a night owl because that's when all the muses come out, as Quincy Jones would say. So today's show is called Consequences, and I really struggle now because I'm, you know, just in a in a different divine path, so I don't really have all the problems that I had when I first started this show, you know, almost, what, four, five years ago. Um, so Tell the Truth Tuesday, just so you guys know, is about me telling my truth in hopes that you listen or you hear something and you're like, damn, I'm going through that shit too because... I talk about the disgusting, I talk about the embarrassing things that happen to me, I talk about dating, I talk about my love life, I talk about my past, I talk about my my child here and there, um, I talk about my struggles, you know, in my fight for mental health for people um, and recognizing some of the signs. So I think we don't talk uh, enough about consequences. And it's one of the reasons that I oftentimes don't accept apologies and I've told you know, I've told y'all this before. I don't really accept that I'm sorry bullshit because when you were doing whatever the fuck it was that you were doing, you were very aware of what the fuck you were doing. Like like a child, yes, I, I will accept a child because he hasn't lived or she hasn't lived long enough to know that what they did was a shitty thing or, you know. But make no mistake, there are still serial killer children that, you know, commit heinous crimes. But... I think that we are functioning in a world right now where people have long since not been suffering consequences for their actions. So it doesn't matter what it was. There's a consequence tied to every single thing we do in life. Now, I learned a long time ago in my 20s, and I talked about this in my church uh, show on Sunday that I used to think that hate was more powerful than love. And so in that thinking, 
I committed a lot of acts that caused me to, in the future, have certain fucking consequences. And so as a result, I stopped committing those acts, whether it was against a human, a male, you know, an animal, not, not that I ever harmed an animal, but just, you know what I mean, just anything, my job, anything. And I had to live with those consequences. And when those consequences came, it was crazy to me because it would be like, like say, just for an example, and I'm, I'm not a thief because my mom just, there was no re- I I never had a reason to steal from anybody because I was given whatever it was that I needed at the time. But for an example, say I stole $17 out my mom's purse. There is a guarantee that as a consequence, in my bank account, there would be missing exactly $17 for some dumb shit that I forgot about, like a magazine subscription, like two days before Christmas. And at the time, that might have been what overdrew my account and fucked up my whole week of finances because I'm getting charged $35 every, you know, overdraft because of that $17. So what did I learn? Don't steal out of mom's purse, which I never did. But that's the type of shit that would happen to me that would let me know you know what, I know exactly where this is coming from. And I, you know, I always talk to y'all about the memes that I read, and I read this meme, and it was like, some of y'all shouldn't be so quick to save people because you might be interrupting their karma, right? So when I went through a storm at one point, you know, deaths and things like that, I didn't do anything. That is not my consequence for anything, When I went through subsequent heartbreak, some of that was a consequence of how I had had treated people, you know, in years before. Like I said, I'm just now finding out that I may have been a motherfucking bitch. I may have been a cold-hearted bitch in my relationships from (laughs) the late 90s until probably recently. And I had no idea until I took the three to five business years off from said boyfriends or lovers, whatever. And like I said, it's not a bunch of them, it's a handful. And each and every fucking one of them told me, and this is just so astonishing to me, you know, well, you didn't love me, and I thought you didn't love me. And I'm like, what? And I spoke about this on one of my other shows, and I think that that is a consequence of me being so close off to men because in my life personally in the past, not just, you know, with the men I did, but just I've seen a lot of abuse. I've seen a lot of fucked up shit going between women and men that has triggered me to a point where I feel like if I show this cat how I really feel, he is going to be completely turned off. Now I'm not the exception. I'm the rule. And I'm just like all these other fucking broads. So eat a dick fuck off, die. That's like, and and I realized the error and flaw in this thinking because not all men wanted to hurt me, you know, and I think that um, people always talk about, you know, the age of reckoning, you know, the age of reckoning and the age of enlightenment, and I really don't think it can come to you in your 20s or in your teens and these wizardly people You have not lived enough. You have not been broken enough. You have not been hurt enough. You have not been ashamed enough. You have not been embarrassed enough. You have literally not gone through a motherfucking thing just yet. And even if you have gone through rapes and abuse and abduction and all these other terrible things that happen to us in our our youth, 
you have not matriculated how that's going to affect your future. And so as a result, although I am probably one of the biggest crybaby spoiled brats on planet Earth, literally I am, I just don't show that to my men. Like I just can't be sensitive. And so as a consequence of that, a lot of men functioned in a capacity because they thought I didn't give a fuck, right, thus hurting me further, driving me more into my shell to not fuck with you. So that's the lighter side of consequences that I face because I'm pretty much non-emotional for the most part. The only emotions that I knew was anger and violence, and violence is an action. So when you function from that place of survival and you're not functioning from love, there is a fucking consequence for that. Now, let me get into the consequences that you all want to hear about. You know, the hell, fire, damnation, all that shit. So y'all know I love American Gods. It's on stars. But it's rooted very deeply in Greek, North, Greek, Norse, African and voodoo mythology. <clears throat> and they've done an excellent job. Shout out to or, uh, Orlando Jones for being the EP on it, which now makes sense. He actually plays Mr. Nancy, which is a Nanzi, the spider that we know in African culture. It's a storyteller. Let's get into those consequences. Um, you could not think in your 30s and 40s that you can do things with ill intention. Because remember, we talked about intentions. Now I'm going to move away from that and I'm going to talk to you about consequences. We don't talk about consequences because a lot of you would like to think, and I don't want to get religious on this show because that's for Sunday, for church. A lot of you think that just because you pray and you ask for forgiveness or you ask the human, the mortal, for forgiveness, that that alleviates you of a motherfucking consequence. That is false. It is a lie and it's not true. You're going to get the business, okay? Um, if you function in a way that you are trying to change fate, you stuck your nose in some business. Look, let me tell you why I love Supercent. Supercent is the owner of Crayon Case. And there was an incident, I believe it was down south, where these kids got in this water, you know, water gun fight, and the principal expelled them and told them that they were not going to be allowed to walk in junior high school, walk, you know, for graduation, which is a big deal for parents, you know, because the next graduation you have is your high school graduation four years later. Super says, I will rent out the entire Mercedes-Benz Superdome or somebody's stage so that these kids can walk flying down here because that punishment was too harsh. Okay? Consequence didn't match the crime. When Super did research, spoke to the principal, spoke about what happened, people getting injured, all that other shit after what was going on. Supercent literally, and it's deleted now, posted the video where she said, I will not be co-signing this behavior. She said, I should have minded my own goddamn business and been worried about my kids, okay, because she, she just had a baby. Congratulations to her. Um, and what these kids did warrants the consequence that they got. So you see, the problem is, is that 
I love Supa because she stepped in, she tried to do something nice, because she like, oh, it was just some water guns. And when she got into the real gist of the motive, of the intent, of the fact that you were warned, the fact that you were told, and all this other shit, she had to let them ride that consequence out and revoked what she said. We also see a consequence on the new episode of Shy. The Shy just came back out. That's on Showtime, I believe. Lena Waithe, you know, hands down, excellent. It's ridiculous. It doesn't even make any sense. But it was episode one of season two. And we see Emmett, who is, I don't even know how old Emmett is. I'm assuming he's early 20s. And you see his mother going through it. And to me, because I said black women are the new face of the nervous breakdown, okay, because of the fact that we do so much and expect so little. We expect the bare minimum, and we are clapping like fucking sea lions, okay, whether it's our children, whether it's our men, and I just literally don't subscribe to that philosophy. So we see Emmett in um, episode one, season two. Um, his mother's moving into a fucking one-bedroom apartment because she could do that. She's fucking grown. She was like, I've raised my kids. And this is something very typical that we see in the black family, not so much in the Latino or the Italian or any other religious, especially Chinese, things like that, family. And I believe that that reason is because, you know, we're trying to put our kids out. And I remember my my dad telling me, like, when you turn 18, you get some Samsonite luggage because that was the shit at the time. And it's so funny because I'm sitting here looking at my fucking Samsonite luggage right now um, that I have. But it wasn't, it's not the same because that was many, many years ago. I graduated high school. But Emmett was facing some consequences because Emmett, in his early 20s, decided that he wanted to have three kids, three fucking babies' moms. You know, he didn't want to get up. He didn't want to go to school. And I had a conversation with Saladini. He's like, but Denise, that looks like depression. I said, yeah, but you can't be depressed fucking people raw. <laughs> That's, you know, that might be a, by, you know, a byproduct of the depression because, you know, hypersexuality, we've discussed that, is part of depression sometimes. But you can't go out there and commit these acts and have these children, these seeds out here, littering the earth with your seed and not take care of them, not see them, not not do anything. You don't get to be a child and you got other children out there. Just like I tell people, if you're unemployed, you can't afford to have no motherfucking habits. If you ain't got no job, you better not be smoking no cigarettes. You better not be smoking no weed. Motherfucker, you better not even be drinking a St. Ives. That's two ninety five at the goddamn corner store. You can't afford to have no habits. And let me explain something to you. I have been that broke. I have been that broke, you know, after I went through my divorce that I didn't have, listen, I ain't have no alcohol problem. You know why? Because it wasn't no alcohol that could be bought. <laughs> I'm buying wine in Walmart for literally $2.95. It was like one was like a Chenin Blanc. The other one was like some sort of blend because this is down in Florida where you can buy wine in goddamn Walmart. I ain't had no liquor problem. That bottle lasted me all week. You know, now I can go to the vineyard, bust down a whole bottle in fucking an hour, not even an hour. Shit, a bottle, three and a half glasses. But the consequence is that because I don't work, I can't afford to do nothing. So we see Emmett become homeless, um, and he's like, I know my mom's just trying to teach me a lesson. And I think the problem is is that part of the consequence of growing up without a father, especially as a man or a father figure or anybody to check you on your bullshit, you grow up to be like Kodak Black a young Negro that spoke about something a lot of people say, oh, what he said wasn't that bad. Yeah, but it was fucking inappropriate. And there's a consequence for that. You can't go around talking about you might fuck somebody's dead, 
fucking girlfriend, fiance, and the man ain't even been put in the ground yet. You can't say shit like that. And because you never had your grandfather smack the fuck out your lips or your grandmother smack you across your face with a ruler, that's why you think you can say shit like that. And he's Haitian, so he should know better. So now I feel like he was one of them kids that was just running in the streets that was dirty and, you know, collect money on corners and shit with cups. You have no cooth. And I think that when you don't have proper consequences, that turns you into an adult that thinks that people give a fuck about you and they don't, you know. So his consequence for saying what he said about Lauren London, oh, I'm going to hit that after five years and so on and so forth, is T.I. coming for him. The game coming for him. Now they taking down his motherfucking pictures in the in the trap music hall of fame or whatever the fuck that is in Atlanta. Certain radio stations, several of them, have said they are not playing his music. But and people are like, oh, but this is a, no. Let the young let the young Negro have the consequence of running his motherfucking mouth too much and being fucking disrespectful. Some of you never had your ass whooped in a circle with a belt, and it shows. Some of you never had a mother dear. Some of you grandmother might have been in her 30s. I don't know what the fuck to tell you, but I know there are consequences for doing shit like that. And I can't even say that he didn't even know better. I don't know if he on drugs. No matter what you do, you don't get to say I'm sorry all the time, and that just alleviates the consequence. You've already put something in motion in the fucking universe. That boy probably going to get punched in his mouth when one of these, you know, rappers see him. Because everybody, the raggediest motherfucker that I could think of out there rapping right now, knew not to say no shit like that. And my mom used to tell me, you know, you could think the shit, Denise, but goddamn, don't say it. We all thinking it, but don't say it. Right? Don't say it. It's unprofessional, it's, 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 you know what I mean, it's inappropriate. I'm not saying that, okay? Consequences, right? If we don't let our black children and our Latino children and any children, if we let any children grow up without consequences, you know, and I don't want to be disrespectful, they grow up to people that rule nations with no consequences. And I think it was Chris Rock that said it best. We were so, you know, adamant about getting rid of bullies that we sensitized everything. Everything is sensitive. Everybody has has rights, and everyone don't say that and don't say this, and you can't say that, okay? That when we encountered a real bully, we don't know how to fucking deal with them because people are not punching people in the mouth no more. And I'm not saying to resort to violence. I'm just saying these are things that should have been checked when people are young. And if they're not checked when they're young, they turn into adults that don't listen, that are disrespectful, that don't give a fuck about women, that litter their seeds everywhere. Consequences. Let me talk about another consequence. You know, when you are in people's motherfucking business, okay, and you try to meddle. That's why they say, it was, again, because I love memes. There's a meme that this girl, she says, she's tweeting, and she says, um, I've been drinking my water and doing my smoothies and doing all this other stuff, and my hair ain't growing and my edges still ain't growing back. What's the problem? And they asked her, they said, well, are you minding your motherfucking business? You know, so there are consequences for people that set out 
to fuck up people's relationships or to not let parents see the other parent and shit like that. It's, it's not even a special place in hell because hell is on earth as we speak, but there's just a different consequence that goes with that. And unfortunately, I learned at a very young age that the opposite theory, I wish I could have researched it more, is in effect at all times, especially in matters of the heart. And what I mean by that is that my son has a friend that he likes, right? And he's 15 and she's 15. You're not allowed to technically date until you're 16 because that's what I was told. You're not allowed to be on social media. You can't because you can't handle that. You don't want to be, you don't want the consequence of saying something when you're 14 and 15 and 16 years old or 14 and 12 and then you go to run for mayor or something like that and they pull up this tweet, you know, from years, years yonder. And it happens. Politics is nasty business. So I allow him to have female friends and, you know, hang out and it's chaperoned and it's not dating. They're just kids and whatever, because I am fully aware that there is a consequence for forcing my child to lie to me or forcing my child to act. So all of a sudden we're just going to give you privileges at 16. It doesn't work like that. You know, they can go skating. They can do some co-ed things. And as long as there's a chaperone or I'm there, it is what it is. Y'all talking about a mom that literally drove to D.C. because my kid was in a D.C. trip, and I drove with my, my bestie that uh, we celebrated her birthday today, finally out at the vineyard. I had not been to that vineyard in probably six, seven years. So, yeah, six years. And it was as, you know, as promised. But consequences. So I'm going to give this as an example, and I said this to somebody one day as well. So although I don't give a fuck about your little boyfriend, and I don't give a fuck about your fiance. I give a fuck about your wife, though. Like, you married, like, that's just that's not something I'm going to do. Because you know why? There is a fucking consequence. Because now you done committed in front of somebody, in front of God, and God knows who else, and now I'm in the middle of it. I'm going to suffer a consequence to that. If you told me that you were married, and I said, I don't give a fuck about that bitch, there's a consequence. Not your boyfriend, not your fiance, but your your wife. There's a consequence. Because I don't believe in side chick, main chick. I only believe in mistress. It's the only one that counts. And we're seeing that with the Mitzi Hustle situation. Okay? That was not his wife, unfortunately. So I know, knowing him being a, a, a good businessman, trust me, she's in a will somewhere. She's well taken care of. She's fine. Um, but it would have been better. She could have controlled the narrative on his final say and things like that because wife trumps all. Do you think that because I've been a wife, I want to suffer the consequence of fucking somebody else's husband? You don't know the consequence or the wrath of a wife that finds it out. It, I mean, we see it all the time on Snapped. However, let's say you fuck with a dude and you know he got a girl and he tells you later on and you find out and you make that decision to say, you know what, I'm going to still fuck with him. I rock with him. He's telling me he's going to leave. Because I keep telling you all the time. There's a, he's going to suffer the bigger consequence than I would. So if I fuck with somebody that got a girl and I find out he got a girl, and, of course, they ain't going to tell me that up front. That, that whole adage and that spiel went out in the 90s where a cat would approach you and say, look, yo, ma, you look good, you look beautiful, whatever. You know, what's up with you? I mean, you know, I got a situation. I got a girl, but I'm trying to holler at you and see what's going on. It was literally that simple. Because then you gave a woman the choice. These cats these days is fucking liars. They're not giving women choices, right? There's a consequence for that. He's going to suffer it, not me. So if I go into a relationship and I realize that this dude has a girl and he keeps telling me he's leaving her, telling me he's leaving her, whatever, whatever, there's a consequence if she finds out and now, 
you know, she has an issue with me, right? So just because I'm not in the wrong because I don't fucking know her or, you know, we're not related or she don't do my nails or nothing doesn't mean there's not a consequence. Now you got some unidentified fucking female trying to fight you every time she see you. That's the fucking consequence of fucking with somebody who had her heart and lies to her too. Now the bigger consequence comes with him. I think one of the larger consequences is when um, you get into a place where you're playing God and you're trying to be puppet master, right? And it's crazy because that reminds me of my girl, Shan, that actually passed away last year. But Shan was a puppet master in the sense of it was very Luciferian. And I say Luciferian as far as Lucifer the devil. It was very devilish in the sense of she wanted to see what Shan wanted to see what people were going to do if given the opportunity to do it. So she didn't present situations. She didn't send decoys or dummies or, you know, send an ass pick to somebody accidentally. No, 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 no. Honey, everything was calculated because she knew. Listen, one thing about me and Shan, we had number time. I will sit here until the world ends and watch you get your consequence over and over and over again. And if you watch the series Russian Doll on Netflix, you will see that until you learn the lesson, you will continue to repeat the consequence, right? So I remember we called Shan Puppet Master because Shan would literally put two people in a room just to see what they was going to do two attractive people or somebody that she knew what somebody's type was or somebody else's type, she would put them in a room just to see how they would interact, right? It was like, it was almost like a human case study that Shan would have, you know? And so I kind of, I kind of fancied that. I like that idea. And so now I don't try to control or manipulate people's thoughts of me or people's thoughts of others, you know, and a lot of people are saying like false narrative and they're not understanding a false narrative means that people are lying on you. Don't let people create a false narrative. I don't give a fuck what you say about me. If somebody is stupid enough to believe you, let them, you know, let y'all go to the circus together. Not my circus, not my monkeys. I don't care. Okay. There are consequences attached when you hurt people. You don't take care of your fucking kids when you don't do what you're supposed to do, when you steal, when you lie, there's consequences to all of that. There is no amount of I'm sorry that is going to alleviate you from a fucking consequence. There just isn't. So the best thing to do is just to mind your motherfucking business, okay, tell the truth, and not so much repent or make amends because that sounds too much like apologizing and I don't want to hear it because you knew what you was doing. You knew what you was doing. I had to apologize to somebody recently because I said, I apologize that you felt unloved because that was not my intention. I thought that by doing X, Y, and Z that you knew. And and then here it is that, you know, why men say, oh, you know, we um we make we make them feel like they have to be uh, psychic. They're not psychic. Um, but if anybody knows me personally, they know that there's certain shit that I don't do. So if I'm doing that certain shit for you, I, you know, and I do, I, I'm, I'm lovey sometimes. You know, I'm more touchy-feely than I am lovey because I like touching you. Like, if, I, if that's my man, like, n- n- 10 times out of 10, he's fine as hell. You know, he look a certain way. You know what I'm saying? And I just like touching him. Y'all can have them ugly motherfuckers inside and out. I can't do that. You know, and, and believe it or not, the pretty motherfuckers is the ones that actually got the lower self-esteem. 
the ones I've encountered. It's these ugly motherfuckers. Just like y'all tell motherfuckers when they find this shit, y'all need to start telling these ugly people, you fucking ugly. I don't know why the fuck you doing that. And ugly meaning inside and out. Because there is nothing worse than a motherfucker that looks like Shabba Ranks that think he fine as fuck because somebody done told him that just blowing him up. There's a consequence for that. The consequence is this motherfucker going out in the earth thinking that he looked like Albie Shore and you look like Shabba Ranks. And it's not a light-skinned, dark-skinned debate. You can't be Shabba Ranks, look like Shabba Ranks and think you Idris Elba. You can't do that. Consequence for that because fucking you run into me, I'm going to tell you, like, sir, I don't, I don't do that. I got to look at you. It used to be I have to reproduce with you. Now it's like, motherfucker, I got to look at you. I can't, I can't do ugly inside and out. I got to look at you when we sleep and shit. But the consequence of me being shallow sometimes is the fact that I get into relationships with men that want to have a competition with me. I am a girl. There is no competition. You are a man. You are, you know, delectably able to do things that I cannot do. Like, you get to love me and I get to love you. That's that's the whole point. So going forward, we're talking about consequences. Make sure you mind your motherfucking business because there's a consequence for not minding your business. You know how many people have died, been shot, murdered, stabbed to death because they wasn't minding their motherfucking business? I'm not saying walk past somebody getting mugged and raped on the train. I'm saying go to the next car and call 911. You don't, you don't have to announce everything that you're doing. And if you want to apologize, the best way to apologize is change behavior. That's why I don't ever want to hear the apologies. I don't want to hear that. I want to hear, you know what, I'm doing better right now. You know, I, I found the Lord or whatever it is that you found that makes you want to be a better person. I'm in contact with my children. I spoke to my mother. I spoke to my father. Whatever it is that's going to fill that hole in your heart and and be the reason that you stop, you know, being out here functioning like you have no type of consequences. And that's the problem with a lot of these cats. They out here functioning like they don't have fucking consequences, and that's not true. And you women, you you let these dudes, you know what's so crazy to me? <laughs> you let these dudes go out here and run you amok, embarrass the fuck out of you. You do not offer them any consequences. You take them back so quick because you think somebody else wants a raggly motherfucking ass. And so, like I told y'all before, it turns into this competition. And then when bitches start bowing out, now you stuck there looking like a motherfucking fool. But guess what? That's your consequence. You weren't leading with love. You were leading with power. You were leading with competition. I don't compete with my sister. I don't compete with other black women. I don't compete with Latina women. I don't compete with white women. I will literally take myself the fuck out the race. I'm not competing over nothing. No man, no nothing. I don't have to because there's a consequence for me going into it saying I'm just going to destroy and obliterate you because you're never going to win like that. You're putting the attention and the power into the wrong thing when you should be pouring that shit back into yourself and out here functioning and being in healthy relationships that don't have consequences because you're leading with love. Nothing that I ever do if I led with love is going to have a consequence. If you led with anything other than love, there's a consequence for it, and you have to pay for it, you have to stand still in it, and you're going to have to be thankful for it. You know what? I'm going through something fucked up right now. I know exactly where this is coming from. When you get to a certain age in your 30s and 40s and you start looking at the way that you've lived your life thus far, 
right, and you start understanding that a lot of times it wasn't just bad luck. It was your consequence for some other fuck shit that you may have done to somebody or to something earlier in life or even just recently. So I'm going to leave y'all with one of my favorite songs. If you guys aren't following me, follow me on Instagram, at miss.d.scott. This song was on my uh, my story today. I love it. My birthday twin, Solange Almeida. And, and the song's called Almeida, but I love the fact in this song, she's talking about spirituality. She lives in New Orleans, and she's the hook of the song, and she says, I couldn't wash it away, not even with that Florida water. Now, if y'all don't know what Florida water is, if you guys check out my website, www.716cbd.com, you'll see that I put Florida water in a lot of things, and it's for blessings, it's for protection, and it's for Olympia. It's to clean. It's to cleanse. So a lot of the sins that y'all out here committing, not only do they have consequences, they're going to continuously have consequences. And if you don't stand still in that shit, that shit can get down to your kids. Consequences, karma, whatever the fuck you want to call it, it's all the same. But here is that good Solange. Hey, hey.
I know my diamond was long. I get that cake out of bank. I'm in that leap, bitch, I'm pumped. Hold up. Let a bitch up, bring your heart. 